Welcome to It's 8 p.m. Today we're asking if college is the right path for everyone. Are you wasting your time and money? It's time to pay attention. So, Alex, did you go to college? I sure did, Travis. So tell me about it. You know, it was interesting. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't spectacular, but it was very apparent when I got out of college and into the job force that I was missing some skills for sure. How about yourself? Uh, Yeah, I went to college. So I was I was an interesting I was probably the same situation as most millennials nowadays or most kids graduating college. I was sort of forced into school by my parents. Uh, I didn't really want to go. And I actually, I dropped out uh, without them knowing. So <laughs> Ooh. in my second year, basically I was going to school in New England where I grew up. And uh, in my second year, I convinced them to transfer down to the University of South Florida in Tampa. And I really did that because I knew if I got far enough away from home, uh, they wouldn't know if I was actually going to class. <laughs> Nice. So my second semester there, <clears throat> I stopped going and I started my own business. But, you know, the average college student graduates with $33,000 in debt. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. You know, now that I've been an entrepreneur and a, owned a few businesses over the last decade, uh, I've kind of started to see the value in working for free uh, as opposed to going to college and getting in debt. And so that, that's what we want to talk about, too, with people about to graduate here pretty soon as well. Not everyone has it all lined up as soon as they graduate. So people are looking for ideas on the next steps. It's my opinion that basically if you can work for free for somebody and you can acquire a skill that is actually relevant to the job force or to the workforce or to the career that you want to go into, it's mostly more valuable than going to school and getting into debt and studying something that you're that's forced down your throat. So tell me, like, when you went to school, what did you study? Uh, business, uh, marketing, and um, probably the biggest unfortunate thing that I realized once I got out is email communication, very basic stuff. Yeah. I didn't learn that in college. I, I, I mean, I did emails, but it wasn't like, hey, you're going to be doing this every day for the next 20 years. That wasn't a topic in college, and it... It needs to be. And the other part of that, the other problem with that is the Internet's changing so rapidly and the business landscape is changing so rapidly. Uh, Startup culture, uh, the gig economy, all of that stuff is kind of rapidly evolving. So you go to college, you learn something for two or four years, and you come out and everything's completely feels like 10 years behind or something. Yeah, especially in marketing and advertising. You go in there, you learn about email marketing, you come out, you know, you go in in 2000 and eight, you learn about email marketing, you come out in 2012 and email marketing's dead uh, or not dead, but it's dying. Uh, and obviously this is our experience, you know, 10, five, 10 years ago. Um, so it could be different and it's probably different in a lot of different schools, yep. you know, you know, Ivy league school is probably way different, but this is kind of the yeah. mid ground we're talking <laughs> I about. I didn't have the opportunity to go to an <laughs> Ivy league school, but the point is, uh, you know, Working directly with somebody and actually learning how things are done in a business setting versus going to school, so much more valuable. Uh, I think that college really works for about 10% of the people that go to college. Uh, You know, you have any profession, doctors, lawyers, accounting. uh, Obviously, you can't enter those professions without a degree. But 
if you're going to school for business marketing, if you're going to school for communications, uh, there are just so many other, most of the uh, degrees that people are getting in college nowadays are really completely useless when you come out. And the real experience comes with a real, your first real world job. So how long after you graduated did it take you to get a actual job? Just curious. Um, it took about six months to find a, like a shadowing position uh, that's unpaid. I really wasn't presented with any options in terms of working for pay for about a, a year. Um, but my first one was working for free, but it was extremely boring at a, like a, a large ad agency actually in Southeast Asia. So you did work for free? Absolutely. So you, um, so you did both. You got into debt a little bit. Exactly. How much debt were you when you graduated? Well, I was fortunate enough. Um, you know, my folks saved up for me. So so they went into debt. Absolutely. And they and they <laughs> wanted you to go to college. So they... Exactly. That was their plan. Forced you into college. It cost them a lot of money. In. Yeah. Similar to my... You know, my parents helped me certainly with college, but um, we had split it, I think was the arrangement. And right. I wanted nothing to do with it. They wanted it. So really, everybody lost. I did nothing with my degree, uh, and I couldn't get a job until I worked for somebody for crap pay. Right. I came out of school thinking I was going to get a 50 or 60K job, and then three years later, I was still making $12 an hour, and I had to figure something out. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and that's why I'd start, you know, my entrepreneurial brain kind of went nuts right after school and I started different business ventures and different things because I knew that I had a better shot at doing that than trying to land a job that would pay me what I felt like I wanted to uh, live the way that I wanted. So basically you tell me about this free, this free job and what you learned there and what opportunities came after that, because that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here. That's, could you have replaced that with your degree? Could you have replaced your degree with that? Right. So the the first one I got was like at a bigger agency and I was heading that direction based on the education I got, but it's definitely not kind of where where I really wanted to go. What happened from that was meeting some people that were younger entrepreneurs and um, they were building something really interesting and they were younger and they were from larger agencies in New York. And uh, they told me about what they were getting into and what they were building and friends around me were investing in it. So, um, yeah, I told them, you know, I really like what you're doing. I wrote them a really, really super long email. Again, I didn't really know how to email folks. So it was about a two pager, had a few F bombs in there as well. And, um, yeah, scored a, scored a job with some, uh, guys that were starting a, a game studio, mobile game studio in, uh, in Thailand in Bangkok. And, um, I really didn't know what I was getting into, so I basically showed up for an interview, told them I really dug what they were trying to do, and then went in the next day when they told me I could work for free for about four to six months, um, and then they would decide if they wanted to keep me, um, and they just started giving me small tasks. I was working with an art team beside a developer team, um, just getting like images for the artists to do, blah, 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 but I was actually in every meeting they had for the game development, and they would ask me questions. And that was probably the most exciting part about that entire job, as well as just standard communication between all the teams that were inside the game studio. So it can be done in, you know, when if you graduate college and you, you don't have an idea what to do or you graduate high school and you're looking for ideas to do, it's like really look into 
where you would really want to work, there's probably uh. some some individuals in the entrepreneurial space that are starting something that you could probably attach yourself to. Yeah, I feel like there's a stigma behind working for free for somebody. Free internships are kind of something that was big in, from what I know, in the 80s, 90s, maybe the early 2000s. As a business owner, it seems to me like people, uh, young millennials specifically, they don't really want those type of opportunities. Um, This whole mentality that you graduate college and you need 60K tomorrow is unrealistic, and it really causes younger people to be unemployed for years uh you know and instead of going after that 60k or 70k or whatever you're looking for you could pick up something for free for one year get the real experience and then go work wherever the fuck you want right and i think attached to that like wherever the fuck you want is find the people you want to work for too like it's not a paid position so you're going to be doing for free so find cool people that are doing cool shit and tell them that you really want to work for them for six months for free. And if you look hungry to an entrepreneur that's starting a business and you look hungry, they're going to love exactly. you. Now, when you came here at Rank Sharks, I asked you at the beginning before we did this quick show, um, I asked you if you went to college. So that says a lot because you were hired here at a marketing agency. I interviewed you, I believe, yep. and uh, I didn't know about your your background at school. So it just shows how little, I mean, when I'm looking for employees, I don't ever look at their college background. I think that most of the people here that haven't worked out, actually in any of the businesses that I've started, most of them came with just a college degree. Yeah. Not all of them. There have been some successful ones, but. seems like you're looking for like some kind of spark. You know, you're not really digging through like their true experience. It's like, are they going to have the ability to do the stuff that I'm about to throw at them? Well, I also think there's an unrealistic, I have a, a theory and I guess I have a little bit of a prejudice. I think there's an unrealistic expectation when you're coming out of college. And a lot of times when I see that somebody just graduated, I assume that they have that expectation. Uh, they think that the world is pretty and full of flowers and perfect and everything's structured, uh, and especially in the startup world. Uh, that's absolutely the opposite case. You don't come in here and get to follow textbook instructions and make decisions every day based on a textbook. Uh, we pivot every single day at our media right. agency. And that type of pivoting is what makes strong, big businesses. It's, uh, yeah, it's never comfortable, but it's never boring that way. Right, right. <clears throat> and you, you definitely can't come in here with a traditional 10-year business plan. Uh, that business plan will fall apart in... Six months, right? So let's talk about what we could do with that $33,000 in, in debt that the average student, so the average college student in the United States graduates with 33, actually, that I think that's the world. Um, try to pull that up, Chris, if you can. Let's see. As in it's a little higher than that? I feel like it's higher in the yeah, United much States. Higher. Uh, because you look at Europe and uh, a lot of countries in Europe free have college. free college. Good. So if that... I mean, amazing, but... Yeah, but if that uh, 33000 is worldwide, then it's much, much higher in the United States. So we'll get an answer on that in a minute. U.S. or worldwide? U.S. U.S. 71% are in debt. So 33000 of debt in the United States Majority. looks like... So this is, this is really interesting because I started Rank Sharks, uh, our advertising agency name currently being rebranded, TBD, Started Rank Sharks in 2013. Alex, do you know how much we used to start this company? I do not. 
So we did not go to a capital investment firm. We did not get investors. We did not do the Silicon Valley way. And we started in a really grassroots way uh, with some local businesses and local clients. And we helped them with advertising and marketing. Started this company with about $11,000. And Rank Sharks to date has grossed more than $10 million. Um, So... Imagine if I had three times that amount of right. money, 33000 28, whatever it might be. Um, if I was looking back at, if I was 17 years old right now and I was looking back at whether or not to go to school and study something that I don't give a shit about, um, one of the major factors that I now would know and understand would be what what could you do with that debt that you're going to get in college Um, could you work for free for somebody for one year? You're not earning money, but you're learning more valuable information than you would in school. You're taking that information and you're using it in the real world to make real money. And then you're taking that debt that you're not getting into and you're using that to uh, fund something that you're passionate about and something that you're happy about. What was the majority expense when you started with that 11,000? Equipment. Equipment. Equipment, because the cool thing about starting an ad agency or starting any service-based company is everybody has time, right? Every single person has time. And if you're giving your time to class in college, uh, you're actually giving your time and your money. Um, If you're just focused on the free time that you have and the time that you have available, you can use that time in a service-based business to start something real that's generating an income. So I was fortunate enough to stop going to class uh, without my parents knowing. Um, And actually, so the first business that I started when I stopped going to class completely failed uh, because I didn't know enough about marketing and advertising at the time. And that's when I really, the topic of marketing and advertising piqued my interest and I started to learn a lot about it. My first business was a legal document preparation company, just like LegalZoom. We had an awesome, we put all of our time at that point and our effort into building an app and building a website and building an infrastructure for a business. And then when it came time to get customers, we had no clue what the fuck we were doing. Mm. So we didn't get customers. Um, so that was an opportunity that really uh, completely fell through the cracks. And it angered me that I went so far and I got to the finish line, but I couldn't get a customer. So learned all about advertising and marketing. And then when I finally did start Rank Sharks in 2013, um, I had a lot of time. So we took that $11,000, we put it into equipment, computers, desks, you know, Ikea, um, crappy crap. The first computers we used were, I think, 100 bucks. They, they actually worked pretty well, surprisingly, for the time. Um, so we bought stuff like that and we did, we crunched the money the best that we could and we had no marketing dollars. So we just got on the phone and we started, we went on foot and we found local businesses that needed help with marketing and advertising. And I took everything that I learned with that failed business venture. Um, because the, the gap between that and rank sharks was probably about, uh, let's see, it was three or four years. So I had three or four years of knowledge where I was just so dedicated to fixing, um, filling in the gap in my my own brain, right, of uh, building a business and acquiring customers. I wanted to make sure that the next business that I started, I knew how to get customers to right. it. Um, so I had I had three or four years of that knowledge built up, and I when I started Rank Sharks, I just went really hard with that 
and had conversations with business owners that were in the exact same position that I was in four years prior that I knew I could help out. There's a huge misconception that it takes a million dollars to start a business or $300,000 or $100,000 or whatever. Um, It doesn't take that much money to start uh, a side hustle, which could turn into a business pretty easily. So that $33,000, I look at that, every student that graduates with $33,000 in debt, I look at that as an opportunity that was missed to start a real business or at least a side hustle that can turn into something real. You have a better chance of putting that money into yourself and working for free for somebody to learn whatever it is that you're wanting to do, um, not having that debt, and then starting whatever the whatever you want to start. Um, so why do people think that it takes millions of dollars to start a business? And what's this Silicon Valley mode where everybody wants to get funding and they want to bulk up the value of their company, but they don't think about making sales? Yeah, I mean, that's one one side of the story. There's also the side of the story, like, right now, it's like the age of the guru and the everybody-can-do-it type thing, you know, as well. The, the hustle <clears throat> or the, the gig economy. The hustle economy yeah. or the gig economy. Yeah, so there's a lot of opportunities for gigs and for side hustles right now that weren't existent uh, 10 years ago, especially 20 years ago. So there's definitely... Uh, there's this whole world of opportunities opening, but we still have, you know, every time I watch Shark Tank, the TV show, Mm -hmm. you still see people going in there with not a single sale that are valuing their companies at Mm. two, three, four, five million dollars, or they're looking for two, three, four, or five million dollars without any proof of concept, without any sales. They don't know if people like their product or service. You don't need two, three, four, or five million dollars to start a business. You need... Like I said, I turned $11,000 into $10 million. I took $11,000 in my time. So if you took my time and multiplied that over the past six years, it may be worth too close or more than a million dollars. But since I didn't have a million dollars, I used my time. Uh, with the gig economy and all the opportunities available online, on social media, um, I mean, fuck, if you aren't going to school and you need to make a little bit of money to get your side hustle or your business started, you can ride, you can drive an Uber now. Right. Okay. So 57 million United States, uh, us workers are part of the gig economy. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think the gig economy is going to be the economy in 15 years okay and i think uh if we don't get over uh the startup culture the silicon valley funding uh big business culture that's going to be the downfall of the economy what's your opinion on that it's a trickle down to you is what you're talking about like it's a it's a the power is about to be to to all the individual people essentially yeah yeah Um, because basically the the internet's given power um I think both will still exist, right? But yeah. um, the gig economy is going to be a lot more attractive as it is right now. The gig economy soon. is easier to enter. So, right. but I think the startup the startup mentality is going to crush the uh, the economy if something doesn't change. And I'll tell you why. So, going back to college versus working for free, right? right. Um, this whole idea that you graduate from college and you have no actual real-world skills. You have book knowledge, and you're book smart. 
but you don't know what you're doing uh, and you're expecting this large salary. I think that that was fueled by the startup culture, right? You have startups that go and they get five, 10, 20, 50, a hundred million dollars in funding for what's usually a really good idea. Obviously people are giving the, that money to those startups for a reason. Um, uh, but those startups are fueling these unrealistic expectations that college students have. You can, if you're a college student and you go to school for a very specific skill, like let's say that you're a web developer right now in 2019, you can graduate, you can go find some startup that'll pay you $200,000. Most of those startups fail in their first one to three years. That's the thing, right? You graduate college, you get this $200,000 job, you start living like that, you think that's the expectation, and then boom, you go to work and the doors are closed. Right. No, you know. So tell us about your experience. Well, I mean, um, working in multiple startups like that where the future is uncertain, right? And you're working month to month trying to produce a result, a sale, like you were talking about before. And yeah, I mean it's it's tough out there. So it's it's the, def- the startup you worked in were the was their focus building uh this fake value or was it producing sales? Oh definitely elements of both. So like okay. one was definitely stronger than the other as in the fakeness. Right. Um inflating value. You could tell most of these startups were very successful in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, creating the imaginary value based on the employees you've hired. Um, and yeah, the other side of it, you know, trying to, we were trying to monetize something digitally. So there was two sides of those, of those elements, but definitely all of our, the money we got from our paychecks was from investor cash on evaluation. Yeah. And, 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 (laughs) And that's what I mean. And then, so tell me about what happened when the doors closed and all of those people that were getting this fake, these fake <laughs> paychecks. So um, what happened to those people? So there was a lot of people that, you know, obviously we felt bad for, like all the lower end developers and artists and stuff. But at, at there was one point where the founder bolted, just left. And uh, there was four of us and we're like, if we stick around for a couple of months, we might be able to get someone to come in and scoop us up like, right. and buy this thing right. and continue. So Did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> stayed there for three months, no pay. Oh, my um, God. Because we all, we were loving it. Like, it was fun. But it was just, it was a struggle. It was hard to turn money out of this thing. But we, we had built. This was in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. you can only do that in Thailand. Yeah, it's definitely you a could. lot cheaper, and it's kind of, you know, Wild West, so... Yeah. But there's a lot of money out there, so right. you, you definitely can find investment. But huh. it was also like, you know, okay, if I don't have this, what am I going to do? I'm gonna, And I'm going to leave this place. So we all stayed on, you know, and, and, and waited around, and it, de- it definitely did get bought up. But, yeah. So according to the startup genome project, 70% of startups fail at two years. Seventy percent. So yeah, seventy percent of startups are scaling up too early. That makes total sense. And I think we're in a startup. Uh, we're I think we're at the end of a Silicon Valley bubble that's gonna pop. Yeah. So did you hard. see the poster child in, on HBO? The uh, the blood company Theranos, the documentary. No. Oh my God. So I'll have to watch that. It's definitely this whole scenario played out. It's the sh- she's a twenty two year old female entrepreneur. 
her business was evaluated at like $4 billion and it did nothing. It was supposed to test blood in like a little micro glass thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, complete scammer. But yeah. I mean, that's essentially exactly what we're talking about. How much money did she lose? What was the company evaluated at? It was billions. Before it popped. There was all kinds of military industry complex invested in it. It was crazy. Huh. And this That's what I'm talking about. And that's yeah. the economy, right? Yeah. Four point five billion dollars. You know who else For is nothing. valued at four point five billion dollars? They weren't doing right anything. Now? Peloton is valued at $4 billion, but I give Peloton some respect because they have users and they're generating revenue to back it up. So, um, But anyways, what I'm getting at is the bubble that we're in that started in the 90s, uh, you know, the internet, the dot-com bubble, which already popped once, uh, it's going to pop again. And the reason for that is the unrealistic salaries, the unrealistic expectations, this this whole theory that you can start a company where everybody plays ping pong and earns $250,000 a year is fake. And it's only a matter of time before that fakeness affects the economy. Definitely had a ping pong table in all my companies. So Yeah, nothing wrong with a ping pong table, <laughs> but, uh, but you got to work, man. And that like, just think about, did you work when you were a teenager? Yeah, so that was... That's something else that's interesting. Like, for some reason, uh, my first job in, I don't know, freshman year of high school or something, I was like, okay, let me get the shittiest job ever. So I never set the so bar I, low. So I can start having better jobs from there. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the shittiest, but it was, it was out of like a vet clinic, dude. And I was like supporting We're putting the dogs vet, down. And it was large and small animals. So it was mostly oh. large, bro. So like herding cattle into this thing and like <laughs> shit and blood all over you. Wow. Like so that job, you know, that's something. And then construction, you know, and then oh, and then into fast food and into restaurants. And that was obviously that's actually the worst, you know, but the real money makes everyone the, has the to do those real jobs. businesses. We're real work, right? Yeah. So I think there there's definitely something to be said for technology and where that's gonna take us with the internet, um, with smart devices, with robots, um, everything becoming automated. So it's also I think it's the mindset of people or the workforce, the new workforce, when they start to realize that it is a zero cost entry. Like it every if you can Put your mind to it and work like you can get in a position to make a bunch of money if you, you know, the, the, the make the right decisions. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I think we went from one extreme to the other working when I was a kid. Same thing. I picked up jobs at grocery stores at uh, I did construction. I worked in a restaurant when I was 14 uh, scraping hardened. It was an Italian restaurant. I had to scrape like hardened spaghetti sauce off of pans um, Delicious. And I was 14 years old, and I remember my boss like screaming at me one time because a pan wasn't clean enough. They were probably breaking the law. I don't think you're allowed to work <laughs> when you're 14. Uh, but anyways, so I did all the shit jobs too, and I feel like now the expectation is you don't need to work and do, act- do actual work that produces results. You go into a job, and if it's not super, super cush and posh and you don't get to sit at your desk watching Netflix while you play ping pong then you you move on to somewhere else. And that's only going to last for so long. We'll see what happens. Good luck out there, people. Don't go to college. Go to work. 
So we hired an employee once that uh, came straight from college, straight, straight from college. She had graduated within three months of starting with, uh, with us, and I hired her as my assistant. Totally blew my mind the second week she was working for us. I had been asking her to send emails for, like, the entire time on my behalf. Uh, hey, shoot an email to this person. Let them know I'm going to be late. And she came to me, and she looked really embarrassed. And we used Gmail for business here. And she said, I've never used Gmail before. How do you actually send the email? <laughs> Which is interesting because there's a big red send button on the bottom right. Yeah. Um, so she had like a dozen emails over the past week just built up in her draft box. And she didn't know how to send them. So that was a really like, what the fuck are there's they teaching fresh. in college? Yeah. You know, I, maybe colleges are assuming that kids know that nowadays. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I just had really bad luck. The girl was really, really smart in a lot of other ways, but uh, some of the basic, most important business skills uh, she didn't have. So, well, I, you know, and after that, I, I started really paying attention to people with college degrees versus people with experience, and people with experience always win. Our best employees have always been college dropouts or people that uh, just didn't go to college, and they're really, really hungry, and they wanted to learn something. So, so if you're it. listening out there, college dropouts or, you know, also college educated that want to work for free in digital marketing, hit us up. Yeah, well I <laughs> well I think that uh I think that if you're in college and you don't know what you're doing there or what your what the end goal is and what the purpose of you going to college is, you should stop going to class today. I think that's extremely valuable information. Yeah, yeah if you're lost, get out and start sticking your toe in all kinds of different water. And if you're 16, really 17 or 18 years old, and you're about to start approaching your college degree next year uh, or in the next two years, really think about why you're going to school. I think that's something that needs to be talked about that people don't talk about. Your gu- you know, school guidance counselors, teachers, parents, everybody just says you go to college right when you graduate or you're going to fail uh, it's actually, I think, the complete opposite from my actual real-life experience uh, yeah. and just what I've witnessed and what I've seen and uh, some of the numbers that we just talked about. Um, you know, you're making a decision to get in a shitload of debt, and if you don't have a reason for that debt and you don't have a, an out and a plan to recoup that money and see an ROI, that's a whole new topic, ROI of college. If you don't have a plan for an ROI on your twenty-eight to $33,000 of debt, get the fuck out of there. Don't go. Don't I think do it. That's the most important thing is that plan. So if you have a plan after your college education, then, yeah, you yeah. got to get the college education first. Anything else in business and in investing? Would you invest in a stock if a company said, hey, we think we're going to do good. We don't really know. Um, we actually don't even know the mission of our company yet. We don't know what our purpose is, but we're going to start a company, Alex, and if you give us money, you could get it back one day or not. Good luck, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't do <laughs> I that. I you're getting any money. Yeah, Alex, uh, so I really have this business idea. Um, the business idea is actually, I have an unknown business idea, and I want you to give me $33,000. Uh, I'm going to do something with it. Something real fucking good, but I bet you are. I won't tell you until uh, I guess I'll tell you in four Heard years. Heard something you like on the podcast? When I have Hit an us up idea at what Made I'm Theory do Show. In four years, I'll tell you that idea. Um, 
so can I have that 33 grand now? I'm going to be... <laughs> Alex is pulling out his checkbook. <laughs> I need to be wined checkbook. and dined, please. <laughs> do you have a checkbook? I don't. Yeah, I don't need Well, I do, but check card. it's never on me. Thanks for listening to It's 8 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date on all new episodes. It's time to pay attention.